The Crowncast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Hello, everyone. My name is Logan, and uh, that does, of course, mean you are listening to The Crowncast, and it is a post-react for uh, what was a incredibly deflating loss. Uh, 4-0 to Toronto, and uh, much like the Charlotte FC team today, we have not really done any preparation for this one, so uh, <laughs> it is going to be something. Joining me, as ever, to talk about this is Justin, and hello, Justin. Hey, Logan. I'd ask how it's going tonight, but I think I know. Uh, you know, I one of the things I love about you, Justin, is you're just... Your incredible ability to to see into the you know my emotional state and just just really pick up the signs here or there about about how I'm doing and what I'm thinking. Uh, I I appreciate that about you. Uh yeah. Well, it, it is it is easy when we share the same feelings about. It, 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 so the last ninety or the last forty five against Miami and the first forty five against Toronto comprised the worst. 90 minutes I've seen this team play. Uh, it, it just so happens that there was a friendly sandwiched in between where we somehow beat Chelsea. Yeah, I, it, it doesn't make, I, I will say, uh, because for those of you listening, um, if you watch the game and you are still listening to this, we love you. We appreciate you. Uh, we hope that what we are going to do here will be some form of catharsis for certainly the worst loss Charlotte FC has ever seen. Uh, I am going to go ahead and put forward the fact that uh, if you are not in the mental state to be a part of this, if you are not in the mental state to possibly get very, very angry, uh, if you are not in the mental state where you are very seriously considering uh, just benching everyone and maybe uh, if someone accidentally slides through a referee and you know, does to a referee's ankle what they did to Kamal Yaswiak's ankle. Uh, it, this one's not going to be pretty. This one is going yeah. to be much less polite. Uh, this is your warning. If if you're not okay with that, we totally understand. Take this one off. Uh, go blow off some steam elsewhere. But this is going to be some blowing off of some steam. So we want to put out a warning. This one's going to be a bit more adult. And this one's going to be a little bit meaner. Uh, Justin. Yeah. Who do you want to be pissed off at first? Uh, I mean, so so I want to start out with Christian Latanzia. Um, because I, I love what the guy has done for the squad so far. I think we look healthier, happier, and better without Miguel Angel Ramirez around. But he chose a bad time to tinker, and it did not pay off. Um. For those of you who, who aren't, you know, who didn't get a chance to see the match or anything like that, there was a lot of changes to the starting 11 in tonight's uh, lineup. So uh, uh, what Anton Walks moved to right back, Harrison Awful sat down. Joseph Mora came back in to play left back. I think Mora coming in to play left back is fine. I don't know about Walks moving outside. Yeah, I, I have some statements, uh, but please go ahead. Um. We, we decided apparently to run Andre Shinyashiki on the right wing and Kamil Yozwiak in the central attacking midfield position. I don't think that either of those really paid off. 
Um, it's a lot of players played out of position, and I don't know if it felt to Latanzio like there was an opportunity against this Toronto team that, you know, Josh from Bankspear Soccer told us this week in our Wednesday pod, this was, you know, a team that's that's a little bit weaker defensively uh, so far in the league and everything, and, and maybe there's an opportunity. But whatever we thought there there might have been, whatever Christian Latanzio thought there might have been available for us, it was not, and this gamble didn't pay off. No, it absolutely did not. And I'm going to be significantly harsher than you were. I don't know what on earth Christian Latanzio was thinking in that back four line. I will be perfectly square with you. I am, you know, one of the things we've discussed is that we're going to be uh, less harsh with our language on this podcast. You know, we're not going, we're going to try to avoid cursing or anything like that. Uh, Like I said, this is going to be a slightly special episode. I'm still going to do my best. I don't know what on earth Christian Latanzio was thinking. Uh, Anton Walks and Guzman Carujo have been an almost unshakable central midfield pair. Um, I don't have the personal history of Anton Walks in front of me. Uh, I don't know if that history shows him having a very successful career at right back. I think it is very realistically time to ask what has happened between uh, Christian Latanzio and Jalen Lindsay. Uh, I don't know why Jalen Lindsay is not apparently capable of being used in this team until it is far too late for him to do anything. Uh, I don't understand why Christian Fuchs is played in the middle here. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I don't understand why Christian Fuchs was played at all. Um, I have, uh, I think if we're, we're sticking to a more traditional structure here, uh, Christian Latanzio on the back line today. I can explain away the Andre Shinyashiki on the right side. Andre Shinyashiki is well known for having put a lot of his good work up the right side uh, earlier in his career. Uh, it is a, a side he's very familiar with. I It did not work today. Uh, absolutely not, but I can explain why he went there. Uh, I can explain the movement of Kamal Yazwiak into the midfield. Kamal Yazwiak is an incredibly fast player. He does keep his head on a swivel. Uh, he does, in theory, have some of the more creative, better passing in the team, although we have not particularly seen that play out at Charlotte FC. Uh, I can explain away a lot of the things. I cannot explain why Jalen Lindsay is not on this fucking field, and I cannot explain why our two best central defensive pairings that have done an incredible job for us so far. We just decided to, at a time we were already tinkering, throw one of them out in right back. And it has left me for you viewers who, uh, who might be listening to this with, as you might be able to tell some frustrations, uh, Justin, I'm starting to get, uh, regressive. <laughs> do you want to, do you want to, well, it's, in? No, I mean, so so. the other thing I think that is terrible about this and, and the other reason that I think Christian Latanzi has got to get a card for, for this match is not only are you making these changes, you're making them all along the same side, which means now you've got several players playing in positions that they are less familiar with who have no, you know, they, they have no experience interacting with each other out there. Um, and And so, you know, I think we saw several times that Shinyashiki and Walks are just on the uh, not on the same page. Um, you know, 
I thought that that uh, and maybe it's because again this we were tinkering and the center back pairing changed again. I thought Carujo had a, a uncharacteristically poor game. Yeah, um, I thought that up until he made like every good play we had defensively. And well, that's not that's not to say that he did not have an uncharacteristically poor game because his standard of game right now is almost unstoppably good. Um, so this was poor from him. But I looked around the field and I asked who's doing a better job, and I certainly couldn't find one. Well, that's this is definitely not a match that contains a lot in terms of crowns. Um, I do um, think there's one I want to give out. I don't know if you've got yeah. one in your brain, but I am going to try and be quasi-positive at the end. I'm going to get my rage out first. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I do. Uh, I think I do have one person that I can I can. It might it might be the same shine person. on. Um, uh, but then you know. Okay, hold, well, let's let's stick a little bit to format. I'm going to go yeah. ahead and say that your first card goes to Christian Latanzio, and very deservedly so. Uh, yeah. My card is going to go to Christian Fuchs. Um, I mean this politely. We have to find a way to get this guy's skill in the team without bringing the now fragility that he brings into the back into this team. Um. It is my personal opinion, and this is an opinion. It does not mean it is factual. Uh, it is my personal opinion that uh, he gets a red card. It's a deserved red card. Uh, I want to be perfectly clear. It is my opinion that there is an argument for a yellow or a red card for the tackle in the box on Kamal Yazwiak, uh, because that player decided clearly to go studs up through Kamal Yazwiak's ankle in order to get that ball. Uh, which the referees were very uh, kind to Toronto in deciding that they didn't actually notice that happened. But Christian Fuchs gets pissed. And I'm not blaming Christian Fuchs for getting pissed. I would get pissed if I was Christian Fuchs. It had been a terrible game from the referees thus far. Uh, I had not seen really anything from them that showed control of the game and Christian Fuchs, you could just see sort of the rage building. And I think that tackle at the end is a, you're going to keep playing when your guy clearly went through ours. Fine. I'll sit you. I'll sit you on the floor. And Christian Fuchs can't do that. Christian Fuchs is not an ill tempered 19 year old. Christian Fuchs is not a hothead 18 year old kid who, who blew up because he was in a big moment for the first time and didn't know what he was doing. Christian Fuchs is a Premier League winning center back. So uh, it's 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 interesting you say that because I have a I actually have a very different take on that uh, uh, particular to, incident. I'm happy to hear it because uh, I, I think if Christian Fuchs has his head on straight, he says we are already down four goals. It legitimately does not matter if I don't bring this player down. He either scores or he doesn't. And uh, he he very clearly brings down a player who's passed him in a very clearly... Uh, uh, one thing I will give him credit for, it is not violent. He brought that player down safely. He did not bring that player down in a way that was intended to bring harm. Uh, but he very clearly decided to completely ignore the ball and play the player. And that's a red card. Yeah, it's denial of a goal scoring opportunity. He was the last man as well. But I think I, it looked and felt to me 
like a tactical foul from a player who who just says, I'm not going to let a man in 1v1 on my keeper if I can do something about it. Doesn't matter that the game's out of reach. Doesn't matter that, that this is at a bad time. I know I'm probably taking the red for this because it's denial of a goal-scoring opportunity, but I'm not letting a man in on my keeper 1v1. I'm protecting my keeper from that situation. And he, like you said, he did not do this I, I think if this had been a rage incident, I think if if I think Fuchs was pissed off in the moment, yes. But I think if he'd let his anger get the better of him, there is an opportunity to to really clean out that out. that Toronto FC player, um, and still get the same punishment. Really, you know, you're still going to get the same red card, uh, regardless of if you 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 know take him down for for dog so denial of clear goal scoring opportunity, or if you just take him down you know, studs up into the, the shins and send a message. And he chose not to do that. And so so to me, that looked and felt like the tactical foul to keep the, you know, obvious 1v1 situation away from Christian Kalina's net. So I will, um, I will weigh back in here and I will say, I don't think that your captain can make that call. Your captain cannot in the heat of a moment, especially when there should have been a foul on the other side, get himself a red card because he is the person who is supposed to be keeping the rest of the team together. That is the position of the elder statesman and the captain in the team. If he's I mean, not on the field, he can't do that. If he is not out there with the rest of that team, helping glue back the broken pieces, he can't do that. And uh, I don't see how the right call there can be to take the man down. I'll be very honest with you. I, uh, maybe it is just, I don't want to say just learned habit from him, but I cannot imagine that Christian Fuchs is not established enough, is not worldly enough in this game to not know he was the last defender. I cannot imagine that he is unaware of the rule that if you deny a clear goal scoring opportunity, you get a red card. The well, here's the way I can explain that is he got pissed that they took us out and they kept playing. And he said, no, you're not going to keep playing and I'm not going to hurt you, but I'm not going to let you keep playing and I'm going to foul you to sit you down. Uh, that's the only explanation I have in my mind. I mean, I, 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 sorry, I've cut you off. I'm open to, to hearing more. Well, so the other thing about this, right, is if if they do their if the MLS officials do their job and give the penalty that should have been given, then the Dogso situation is is wiped out. The red so, card is wiped out. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to say something here that uh, definitely won't be on record that people can go back and listen to whenever they want. Uh, it's clear that the MLS officials are no longer capable of doing their jobs. I think at this no. point in time we can outright say. Uh, we just have to expect that there will be no form of consistent or realistic officiating in the MLS. Uh, they will not protect the players. They will not protect the uh, state of the game. They will not officiate consistently. They are there vaguely. Uh, and uh, there's definitely rage. There is definitely post react anger. These are, you are getting me right after I have watched this game. I understand that these are human beings who are out there theoretically doing their best job, uh, but 
if that is their best then there is no point in continuing to play matches because their best won't protect players you know Kamil Yazwiak could have been and and was at least mildly injured and could have been very severely oh, long-term injured yeah I mean it, I assume you saw the swelling on his ankle and the shot yeah. that they put in there it is bad now with luck it's two weeks bad not four months bad but that does not happen if that player got the ball and Kamil tripped over his leg afterwards. That sort of injury can only come from having somebody full force of their body studs up through your ankle. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, I'll be honest, I'm shocked and I, I don't understand how there is no backlash to the referees at all. There is no system of them being held accountable I didn't even see it go to VAR. Did you? I mean, like in theory, they talked about it, but I didn't see him go and look at any screen. Did I miss it? So the official never went and looked at the pitch side monitor. No, which is which to means be, that the VAR fair. official reviewed and said there is no need for additional review. Yeah, and to be fair, the official didn't look at anything that was on the pitch that night anyway. So I don't know why he would go and look at a monitor. Uh, it, I, it's. I'm going to break the, myself down here. Well, no, uh, the, the the thing about it is, though, right, this is not the first time that we as Charlotte fans have had what I would deem a legitimate complaint with the officiating. And I don't know, I don't watch enough of the rest of MLS to know, but it certainly feels, I, I said it earlier in the season, it certainly feels like the, the attitude of MLS officials is you're the new expansion team. You're not going to get the calls. You're not old enough to get these calls the same way, you know, in the NFL, an official said that to Cam Newton when he was a young player. Yeah, and it is frustrating. Um, uh, Justin, if you want to take another like 30 seconds and, and say your piece on the refs, otherwise I'm going to move us along. No, I mean it, we've said it all. It's it was it was horrific. Uh, it needs to be reviewed midweek. Nothing is going to overturn the red card uh, against uh, against Fuchs. That's not going to go away. We're going to now. Maybe and, there's a benefit and, to that, right? Maybe there's a benefit because that means that Christian Fuchs is, for better or for worse, suspended for a few matches. We're going to have to see this side without Christian Fuchs in it. I ha I have my hot takes. And I'm in my hot take zone right now. I'm 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 ready for all of the rage. I am ready to see this team without Christian Fuchs. Um, I, I I don't know why he was so prioritized in this game. Um, I think he is a fantastic addition to this team. I don't fully understand why, no matter where we put him, we are we don't seem to be able to get that what we know is in there out of him but we don't seem to be able to get what we know is in there out of him. And some of the times that we have looked best as a team did not have Christian Fuchs in them. Uh, in my opinion, at this point in time, it's down to Mora or Christian Fuchs on that left side. And I don't know where else I'd put him. I don't know that I would put him anywhere. Well, I mean, am I, am I totally off my rocker? I might be. I, I mean, I don't think so. Like I, I just, I think he brings a lot of experience. I think that, uh, you know, a great potential place for Christian Fuchs is on the training pitch with these guys is, is on the sidelines with these guys is helping them learn and be better. But, but I don't know that this squad right now, and, and it's unfortunate because he is such a great 
you know, historically a great player. Uh, I just don't know that we are benefiting from having Christian Fuchs on the field so, uh, uh, for us. I'm going to move us along because there's basically two other points I want to get to. I'm going to talk about the midfield. I'm going to have, yeah. I'm going to take my second card and my second card is not for his lack of trying. Uh, Quinn McNeil has come in this team and he has put up a serviceable job. This is also like a secondary shot at Latanzio. Quinn McNeil was not capable of being the entire midfield today. Um, no, he got run through like he wasn't there. He could not really retain possession of the ball. He couldn't move it forward. Uh, he was getting dragged out of position. Uh, we never once looked like we had any form of actual shape in the midfield. And that is a half of a swing at Christian Latanzio for leaving a young player in a position he was not ready to play and half a realization that that player is not ready to play that. Um, yeah, you know, it, it feels, it feels harsh to call it a card, but at the same time, the, one of the major reasons this game was so overwhelmingly disastrous was we just did not exist in the midfield. Now, to be perfectly fair, we didn't exist on the wings and we certainly didn't exist defensively. So that's not the only place we didn't exist, but that central spine of your team, I have said it over and over and over again is your strength. And if it is not solid, the team will fall apart. And what we saw today was only Guzman Carujo having any form of function in the center defense of the team Brant Bronico trying to push higher up and not and still not being in his sort of uh, top of the triangle defensive position, shielding the back, probably by design. It seems like he's doing that by design. And basically Quinn McNeil getting left in the middle of nowhere alone with three Toronto players around him all time. And he never he never stood a chance. And and. Kamil Jaswiak in the attacking midfield didn't necessarily help that situation. I, I, I think there's a lot of positives that Kamil Jaswiak can bring, but I think that Kamil Jaswiak is a winger. I think that asking him to play the middle of the park, you know, against this side, he, I don't feel like he's at his best with several players closing him down. And that's where, that's the position that he was left in today. And, I think that that he had a very difficult time trying to find the passing lanes. Quinn McNeil, you know, had a difficult time being in in a position to open up those passing lanes and then retain the possession when he had the ball. It was a bad day in the midfield. Uh, Like you said, a lot of these shots also kind of go back to Christian Latanzio maybe making some decisions that are a little bit difficult to understand. I don't mind tinkering. And, you know, maybe... Maybe there's a bit of a card here to Ben Bender because uh, whatever your position is on the politics, Ben Bender wasn't here. And Ben Bender probably aids in this game. Um, and if he if it keeps being a regular position that that he can't play in Canada, your value as a player goes down if you cannot be there to, to support your team. And that doesn't just go for him. It also goes for, I believe, Jordi Alcivar, um, who... My understanding as of right now, again, post-react, I haven't put everything in front of me yet, was also not eligible to uh, be there in Canada. So 
uh, a lot of frustrations in the midfield. Um, I, I think uh, Justin really quick, cause we've actually gone for significantly longer than I thought we would. Uh, it turns out this is actually quite cathartic. Uh, do you want to throw one more card out? Uh, we'll hit it quick and then we'll both, uh, do a, a crown really fast. I don't know. Like there are so many people that, that still could deserve a card. Do you want to just go uh, straight to the crown? Yeah, I mean, look, let's, this was a bad match. We can we can leave the caveat that uh, no one really covered themselves with glory today. This was this was bad all around from the off. Like yeah, for my, you know, they scored so early. Yeah, my statement is uh, they all covered themselves in something way worse than glory. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you? I took two cards in a row. Do you want to take the first crown? Uh, sure. And, and this is one that, you know, I, I don't think that he really, uh, he only got 45 minutes. I don't know that he put a foot wrong uh, in that, in that time, which makes it even stranger that he's not getting more minutes. But Jalen Lindsay, I thought had a very good game. Yeah, He came exactly. on and we looked better with Jalen Lindsay on the pitch. Um, you know, Mackenzie Gaines, I think came on at about the, the same time. I don't know. Gaines gets Gaines did what Gaines does. He got forward well, and then we were missing a little bit of the end product. Jalen Lindsay covered defensively well. I thought linked play well, pushed forward at the right times, pulled yeah. back at the right times and covered. I don't understand why he's not starting. I I wish I had a direct if I had a direct phone line to Christian Latanzio, I would be picking it up right now and asking that question, what is happening in training that this guy is not starting? Um it he he looked like probably the best player out there today. Jalen Lindsay did. And now yeah. admittedly, not a high bar, but he did go over that bar. So I guess congratulations, Jalen Lindsay. You you did not cover yourself in bad things today. Uh the other person I'm going to really quickly give a crown to is actually Kerwin Vargas. Um, Kerwin Vargas looked like in a game full of chaos that he was going to be the greater chaos. And that's not normally the way I like to see it. But in, in a game that, you know, had gone down to 10 men and ultimately was just sort of a lot of chaos. Uh, he he stepped through. He tried to do everything he could that was dangerous. He linked play, in my opinion, far better than uh, Kamali Oswiak did. Uh, he started creating passing through the midfield. He drifted left and right, but didn't get pulled horribly out of position. He put one shot on. He got tired of nobody shooting, so he put one shot on. That was like the only decent shot we got in the game. Uh, that's not true. I think Yazwiak had one that was sort of like a soft curler. Uh, but, you know, the shot was good and hit with power. And uh, that that guy's got talent. Whether or not it applies in the way that we would all love it to, I'm not sure. But uh, that guy's got talent. And I think, you know, for the way he he reined in the chaos to, tonight and gave us a little bit of our shape back and actually gave us something attacking uh, probably deserves a, a crown. What do you think, Justin? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he brought in... Look, we were bad. We looked better in the second half. It was out of reach by then. We were already down four, but we did look better in the second half. Um, it, it That does bring to mind, though, uh, something else that I think deserves to be carded, 
And that's the front office's transfer policy. Because we have Jordi Reyna, we have Kerwin Vargas, we have Kamil Yazwiak, we have Jordi Alcivar. You know, we have a lot of wing sort of attacking midfield-ish play. Um, we don't have defensive strength. We don't have defensive solidity. Uh, we have bought a bunch of We've bought a bunch of good players in the same position. We've got Mackenzie Gaines. You know, we've got all of these guys that can wing play. But we're we're still lacking defensively. We're we're lacking, you know, in that sort of that Quinn McNeil spot. Yeah, it, it, I'll, I'll be honest. I think we're lacking. And I either we play with Brant Bronico as a single pivot and we have two eights, in which case we don't have either of those two eights. It doesn't matter how much I love Ben Bender. He's not ready to be that that eight consistently throughout the whole season, especially if he can't be there for two games a season. Um, and uh, Jordi Alcivar is, is nowhere near it. And I think that Quinn McNeil actually does put a good foot forward for just being the most well-rounded midfielder we have right now. Uh, but I think his limitations are starting to be found out very quickly. And I, I think I, it makes you wonder a little bit, right? About, about ending the Alan Franco uh, loan. Yeah, especially since I, I don't know a lot of people who, you know, maybe nobody was out there saying Alan Franco is going to be the premier number eight slash 10 in the MLS. But basically everyone thought Alan Franco had a good bit of skill and worked hard for the team. Um, we are going back from our crowns back into card talk and we are going to have way more time than I particularly want to, to talk about all that stuff. So uh, Justin, final thoughts on the match. I don't want to think about this particular one. I want to move past this one and look towards Columbus next weekend. Uh, yeah. My final thoughts are going to be, I hope everyone has a short memory because that's what will ultimately <laughs> be what's best for all of us. Uh, if you have stuck your way through this one again, we appreciate it. We thank you so much for sticking with us through one that was a little bit harsher, um, a little bit more, uh, emotions on the sleeves in a little bit more of the negative way than we have seen throughout the season. Uh, this is still the club we love and we are so thankful to be supporting it alongside you all. So for now, goodbye. Queen city podcast